Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. That's what we're striving for right there. We don't have to wait till the preacher preaches to come around the altars and seek God. When the Spirit of God is moving, that's the time that you seek Him. Amen. Go after what you're looking for. Amen. Glory. It's easier then. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to thank you for the offering. So appreciate it. Feel so, so unworthy, your hospitality, and whoever's doing all the cooking, however many, uh, you've done a good job. Amen. Appreciate it. You made us feel so welcome, and uh, we thank God for that. And I uh, appreciate all the visiting churches that's here to that fellowship meeting. And I will tell you, it's been food for my soul. Amen. Uh, there's been service after service. I've stood there and just fed. I wept and cried that the Spirit of God was feeding my soul as we worshiped. Amen. I'm not at the home church in the battle. You know what I'm saying? I've been praying for them, but my soul's been fed. I thank God for it. Church, don't lose the Spirit of God. Don't settle for anything less. You've got something precious here. Fight to keep it. Amen. Fight to keep it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We enjoyed day service preaching. All of it. Amen. Today, as Brother Bill was preaching to us, and I wept and cried. I wouldn't use the word worry myself. He did, and that's fine. Concerned. I'm not planning on preaching about it tonight. But for a few days, maybe weeks or months, my mind has been on Ezekiel from about chapter 8 to chapter 11. As Ezekiel saw the vision and saw the glory of God in the tabernacle, the temple. That's where it belonged. But he saw idol worship, the seed of jealousy, and follow it through. The spirit moved to the threshold of the tabernacle, the temple. Follow it through. It lifted and moved out. And Brother Bill, the thoughts have been on my mind for probably a few weeks. The Spirit of God at the threshold. And I'm saying, no, God, no. Linger. I was reminded of a message Brother Archie Jones preached in Hamlin years ago. Holy Ghost, don't leave us now. 
We need him. He's not an option. He's our life. When we substitute anything else for the moving of the Holy Ghost, we'll die. Isaiah chapter 9, I desire your prayers. It'd been all right if we'd been on into the altar service. But here's where we're at, so I desire your prayers. As John said, he must increase and I must decrease. So if, if you'll pray that the Lord help get Kenton out of the way, and God's will be done, I'd like to see a soul help tonight. I want to read one verse here that I want to turn to Hebrews. Verse 5. Maybe let me start at verse 4. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise, garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise, and garments rolled in blood, this shall be with burning, with fuel of fire. Hebrews chapter 13. Read the first three verses. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them. Them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. I'd like to turn to Timothy now. Second Timothy. I want to start reading in verse 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. This last verse has troubled me. I don't understand everything about it that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. We are in a warfare, a severe warfare. I'm reminded of what an inmate told me, Joseph Hart, uh, probably back in 91, 92 he made the statement I was visiting with him in his cell he was a, a young convert young Christian and he had some warfare and he looked at me one day and he said I want to tell you something spiritual warfare is not for wimpy Christians 
You're going to fight. You're going to fight. I don't like warfare in the natural. Don't like fighting. I don't even like to see two boys fight. Never have. I've not been that time. I enjoy wrestling. I am I'm a man. <laughs> I enjoy wrestling. Never was raised to be a sissy or effeminate. But when I saw anger and wrath get out of control, I saw a boy's hurt. It'd make my stomach sick. I'm just not a fighter in that type of a sense. And just the same in the real warfare where we have casualties. We have them in the spiritual warfare. I wish we didn't. We've got them. I've got plenty of time tonight. Let me take my time. I get nervous, so I ask God, will you calm me down? Let me feel the, the peace and the anointing as I preach. Lay the foundation right. I wish there was no casualties. I wish there were no spiritual tombstones. People died in the battle. But we have them. We have no need in trying to hide from it or deny it. Also, as with real warfare, in this spiritual warfare, there are wounded. It's just part of the warfare. I wish it wasn't. I wish there wasn't. But if you've been in this any time at all, there's been times you suffer some wounds. We've got some. You've got some. Amen. There's been a few times you took a blow and it hurt. And you wondered, would you ever get up again? But by the grace of God, you did. Amen. And you're on the other side of it. You got some scars, but you got, you're still in the battle. You're still fighting. But there's a group of people tonight. I felt the Lord move on me today to try to reach for and preach about. It's not the casualties. And it's not necessarily the wounded. But it's the POWs. The prisoners of war. Those who have been taken captive. I believe they really want to fight on. I believe there's a heart in them that wanted to go all the way. But they were taken captive. Church, would you help me? I don't like casualties. But if there's some life there and they're held captive, I like to do my best to rescue them. I like to reach for them. Amen. I don't know of one soul, male or female, I like to see thy lost and go to hell. No, not a one. Amen. 
Am I allowed to get enough of the grace of God to be willing, if I had to, to tread into the enemy camp to reach for a soul that's been taken captive and say, come on, let's get out of here. God will set you free. Too many times we avoid issues and others are captive there. If we just go ahead, go right on into it, wait on into it, but it might cause me a wound, but a soul be saved, it might cause me some hurt, but a victory won, it's worth the battle to reach the one that's held captive. I asked the Lord this afternoon to write on it, Lord, how to go with it. There could be some captives here tonight. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost, glory, knows how to set you free. Amen. Glory. I'm preaching about good people. Good people. Amen. But take it captive. I got my mind too much on the message. I don't stop right here. I don't thank God for what he done for my son. <laughs> it hadn't been that long ago. Talking to him. Son, you going to church? Oh, Dad, I'm tired of fighting. He tried to smooth it over. That ain't gone real deep. <laughs> but I'm glad for salvation. I'm glad. I'm glad, Brother David Gregory's at his name. Brother David. Amen. Got saved. I thank God. Savannah told me today she has got saved. I thank God for it. But I won't tell you if there's one other one this out there, this hell captive. I believe I'm ready to find on a little farther, to way down a little deeper, to reach one more that they can feel victory in their soul. Is there a cry coming from way down in the heart? I don't like where I'm at. I like to be free, but I'm held captive. I want to read some. Some that's been taken captive in the Bible. This afternoon. It started earlier, but this afternoon. Got to hold some more scriptures. Amen. I got to seeing something I hadn't seen before. Amen. I'm talking about good people, but they're taken captive. And I like to admonish the rest of the church while you're praying, we can reach somebody else. Give us some ammunition. There are some ways to avoid being taken captive. <laughs> Amen. Genesis chapter 14, there was warfare going on between, the Bible said, Amraphel king of Shinar, Ariok king of Elasar, 
Shedolamir, king of Elam, and Tidola, king of the nations, that these made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and with Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Ada, Adma, and Shemibur, king of Zeboim, and the king of Beda, which is Zoara. All these were joined together in the vale of Siddam, which is the salt sea. So we have multiple kings against multiple kings, and there's warfare going on. It's dirty, and it's ugly. Verse 10 says, And the vale of Siddam was full of sly pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there, and they that remained fled to the mountains, and they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. And they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, which dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. I will tell you, Lot was taken a prisoner of war because of where he was dwelling. It does matter where we dwell. It does matter where we abode at. Amen. If you abide under the shadow of the Almighty, I won't tell you, you won't be taken captive. Read the whole Psalm 91. They'll fall on this side and they'll fall on that side. But it shall not come nigh thee. Amen. I want to say this right here. It would be better to live close to church and drive a long ways to work than to live close to work and drive a long way to church. Amen. Glory. Glory. Whatever sacrifices have to be made. I'm admonishing you. There's a way to keep from getting entangled in. Lot would not have been taken captive, but he was a dwelling in Sodom. And when warfare started, he was the one that was taken captive. I thank God that there was a man called Abram that looked around and said, Come on, servant. We've got one out there. We're going after him. And they did. And God brought a victory. Appreciate you, brother. Amen. Brother Darrell told me today, them days you come and ate with him. Them days you called and encouraged him. Oh, you can make it. Can't make a difference. The devil liked to took Brother Darrell in captive. Amen. Just like you, Brother Scott. You, Brother Bobby. Amen. Oh, but there's just some Abrams that's willing to fight. That's willing to fight. They're not ready to let a soul go astray and be taken captive and die in the enemy camp. No, give us some more men and women. They'll say, God, give me the boldness to reach out, to go beyond the norm, to reach those held captive.
Amen. If you're here tonight and you've been dwelling too close to Sodom, you've looked at the well water plains and say, I want this. It'll make my life a little easier. But you're forsaken. I said, you're forsaking the house of God. You're making the wrong decision. You're putting yourself in the wrong place. Choose God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He'll take care of everything else. Amen. It won't put you near as much in harm's way if you'll put God first. I'm preaching to you, Andrew. Amen. That's my boy. Amen. I want him to stay in. Are you listening to me? Glory. Hallelujah. That's my blood. He's mine. Hallelujah. I don't want the devil to point him back out. And if he'll dwell close to God and join himself hard to the church, there's safety there. I want to hear something right here while I'm at it. I've heard people say they can make it all by themselves. Amen. Amen. I guess if it was forced on you, you were thrown in a jail cell, the grace of God would keep you. Amen. But God made us as a body. I needed this fellowship meet not to preach it, but to be here. My souls receive strength. Amen. I need my brothers and sisters in that home church. There's been many a time it was their song, their testimony, their message that encouraged their little pastor and gave him strength to go on and to run on. We are a body. I will tell us you sever the hand off the body throw it over here the body will heal itself and go on but the hand will die the hand must have the body I'm just as certain this I'm really going to deal with the prisoners of war I feel like there's some ground I need to cover amen glory I like to be wise enough to foresee the evil and hide myself than to be so simple just to pass on and be punished. I'm really not interested in being taken captive and held captive. Many die right there. Our children saw the flag not long ago. Daddy, what does that mean? M-I-A-P-O-W to black flag says it means missing in action prisoners of war <laughs> don't, much, don't know very much about my lineage on the roadside my grandpa went to war when my dad was just a baby 
I don't guess my dad's ever saw him since. Don't know what happened to him. Amen. That's in the natural. But I wonder how many sons and daughters, how many moms and dads, how many ex-deacons, ex-pastors that's been taken captive and we've not heard from them anymore. Where are they at? We don't know. They're missing in action. They're prisoners of war. In this life, in the natural, we go on. I'll tell you the spiritual warfare. We're dealing with eternal matters. It's heaven and it's hell. How would the God the church would take the POWs more serious than some of our government officials are. Amen. Quit worrying about the enemy and be concerned about the souls and say, God, we've got to go after them. If we don't reach them, they'll die there. They'll starve there. They're needing life. It's my brother. It's my sister. I don't want them to go to hell. It doesn't always happen. Just from where you dwell in that. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 1. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smit Ziklag and burned it with fire had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. Oh, let me give you the story. I believe David is doing his best to follow God. He's a fugitive right now. Saul is after him. And he's doing his best to help these men to follow God. He has been fighting the enemy. He has got a glimpse of some territory that Israel never has obtained. And the Philistines, for he's dwelling, they're there, but... He's really, his heart's not there. He went to war against Saul. And I really believe the Lord of the Philistines was very wise in what he done. When they saw David in the ranks, they said, send him home. I believe that was wise. I don't think for a minute David was fixing to fight against Saul. I believe he would have routed the Philistines. There would have been an onslaught. And God would have gave him victory. But the Philistines saw. And they sent him back. What I'm going to get to. While David was there, the enemy came in. Took the wives. And took the children. Could I tell you preachers, don't ever get too busy in the ministry. And neglect your families. For the devil will love to take our wives captive. 
and our children captive. Amen. To cripple the ministry. It's happened many times. Stop. Get to looking at what God's doing and what the devils are doing. And fight for your families. It helped me so much. Brother David mentioned the revival. I want to clarify something. That was all God. We just stepped on the train and rode with them. <laughs> Amen. It wasn't nothing we'd done. That church had been praying and fasting. We just got on and rode with them. While I was in that revival, Brother David came to me. He said, Brother Kent, don't you just shut yourself up in this church all day long. Neglect your family. That was my mentality. I felt insufficient. I felt like I needed God, and I still do. He's giving me some great advice. Pray and play through. But don't forget them boys. Don't forget that wife. Get on out of this church. Take that BB gun across the field and shoot the BB gun. Spend some time with them. I'm not as old as Brother Bill, but I have listened to some elders. As far as I know, by the grace of God right now, most all my children, except maybe the little one, testifying to being saved. I want my children to know, even as a pastor, and as a principal of a Christian school, I've got time anytime they want to talk. I've got time anytime they sit in my office and I know about something. I've got time for them. I'll push everything else aside. And listen, there's been time the grown ones have come. And I saw them. They're troubled. They want to talk to daddy. Amen. They're mine. I've got time for them. I don't want the devil to take them captive. I don't want them running to the world for the advice. Let me encourage them to look to God. Let me encourage you preachers. You preachers' wives. If you've got one held captive, there's a solution. Just like there was for a lot when Abram had said, let's gather up. Let's pull together. Let's go and fight. And God gave the victory. I don't know. Is there a severe blow other than a personal blow when God moves in? When the devil moves in and takes a captive out of the family, whether it be wife or children. Amen. It hurts way down deep. And then men came back and they were all in distress. And they went to try to stone David, thought about it anyway. Got to put the blame on somebody. Put it on the leader. Whole different message. Amen. Can I tell you? 
pastor and pastor's wives in the bed. You got one captain. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. I so appreciate the help last night. Brother David Perry and Brother Barry Kirk. And they're a pulling. Amen. A reaching for a lost soul. And as Andrew knelt down over there, wept and cried. Brother Barry grabbed him on the shoulder. He said, Don't quit praying for Kelly Charles. He's got one that's held in captivity. He's got one in enemy territory. He was like reaching for his own son as in the reach of her mind. There's some appalling. Brother Sister Delinda said, I wish I could see Jeremiah doing what Andrew was doing. Tears filled her eyes. I know they're in captivity. I've had them there. You've had them there. There's still a God in heaven that can set them free. So, sister, we'll keep praying for Ben. Amen. We'll keep praying for Leah. And we'll just help Captain. I feel like it's the mercies of God this, this fellowship meeting. But courage is welled up to reach for some others. For he's not willing that any perish, but that all come to repentance. I said, not willing. Seem like when you're doing your very best. I said, seem like when you're doing your very best. I believe David was. But the enemy found a time he could slip in and pull one out. I won't tell you, even doing your very best seems like sometimes it happens. But don't quit. Don't give up. Pray on. Encourage yourself in God. God help us to reach him. Then there are some cases that seem very difficult that I don't understand. We're going to find it in Mark chapter 9. Amen. Oh, I wonder how many. I don't know. Probably weren't very many there at the Mojo Count meeting this year. Brother Joe preached on I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. He was there, you understand what I'm about to ask. I wonder how many warriors we have here tonight. <laughs> Say, God, I'm ready to fight for my brother. I'm ready to fight for my sister. I'm ready to fight for that one when the devil's taken captive and held them against the will. Oh, God, would you give us some prayer warriors that will get down and travail and bombard heaven when the Spirit of God moves and sets another one free. Mark chapter 9. I want to start reading. 
Well, verse, verse 17, and one of the multitude answered said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples, they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered him and saith, O generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. I'm not reading a novel. I'm not reading man's ideas. God has put this word in here for our admonition. Let's take heed. The devil just soon get your child way down here. Parents, you cannot start too young praying for those children. We don't want the devil to get them. Mamas, sure rocking them babies to sleep. There's nothing wrong with singing Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. How many times? That's my favorite afternoon nap. Sunday's is a baby in a rocking chair. But how many times has it been on a hill far away, stood an old rugged cross? On that baby to know about the blood of Christ and the amazing grace before he can say mama, before he can say dad, hearing about a God in heaven that can do anything. I want to tell you mamas and daddy something. Start them early reading the Bible. Teach them to pray. The devil wants to take that child as a child and destroy him. You don't believe it. Just walk down the toy aisle of Walmart. It's hard to find just good old toys anymore. They're trucks and tractors. The powers of darkness have moved in. Reaching for the souls of our little boys and our little girls that the Spirit can move in and take possession of them as a child. Somebody mentioned earlier, we're not seeing it manifest as much because of the drugs. We face it on a monthly basis. There are certain areas of the prison they call the men award. It'll break your heart. It'll break your heart to walk in and see young men behind bars. You walk up to talk to them. Pressure the is lights are on and nobody's home. They stand there and smile at you. I 
I've walked out of many times saying, God, I need more power. There's a barrier we're needing to get through. <laughs> there are souls held captive. They need to be set free. And I try to witness. We've tried to pray. And a few times the Spirit of God broke through and brought peace. But it's just been a few times. And many times their testimony is it started as a little boy. I won't tell you. That man brought that boy to the disciples, and they could not deliver. Read it. They had already been given power to cast out devils, to heal the sick, to preach the gospel in every city they went to. But they come against one they couldn't do. I'd like to connect this part right here. This is the danger, one of the dangers anyway, of what Brother Bill was preaching to us today when we get too busy reaching for all the frills of this life and the deceitfulness of riches. Amen. And while we're doing that, the devil's slipping in and taking children right out from under us. I'm talking about taking them and possessing them and driving their soul to hell. The disciples said, why couldn't we do it? He, he said, Oh, you have little faith. This kind cometh not but by prayer and fasting. But mama, it's worth it. Daddy, it's worth it. <laughs> that little one is tormented. That little one is troubled. Get to pushing that plate back. Get to fasting and praying until the Spirit of God moves. Now I won't tell you, when you see that little child smiling and singing, it's a bubbling, it's a bubbling, it's a bubbling in my soul. You'll thank God that you fasted and prayed and reached for that captain that the devil held. Glory! I won't tell you we serve a God that can deliver. I don't want you scared of the devil. I don't want you to be aware of him. We should go through this life trembling. Neither should we lay down. Let him just walk over us. Take our children, our loved ones captive, without a fight. Amen. There are some, Brother Gary, I understand less than that. I read about a woman in Luke chapter 13. I'm not going to turn and read it, you can. It was bowed over for 18 years. And could in no wise lift herself up. Jesus called her a daughter of Abraham. She was in the synagogue. I'm convinced she was faithful. 
who Satan had bound over these 18 years. A spirit of infirmity. And Brother Sappington told us everyone I'm subject to Jesus Christ. Christ brought deliverance for her. Can I have a little bit longer? <laughs> I like I like to read for a captive tonight. I like to reach for that one who's been taken captive. I read about him in Psalm today. They required of a song. How shall we sing it? How can we do it? We're not living in Canaan now. We're in Babylon. We're not where the milk and honey is flowing. We're under bondage. Oh, and while you're there, the devil has propaganda. I won't deal with this just for a little while. He's got propaganda to make you feel like there's no hope for you. Let me read it to you. Micah chapter 7. If you think this is out of context, forgive me. Let me use it for an illustration, all right? It's one of the best illustrators for me is the Bible. Just go somewhere else in there. It's its own dictionary. It's its own commentary. Amen. And you're far above me in theology. That's all right. If I got out of context, let me use it tonight as the one that's held captive and what the devil's whispering in his ear. I want you to feel the hopelessness of that one that's held captive. It starts out, woe is me. For I am as when they gather the summer fruits as the great blendings of the vintage. There is no cluster to eat. My soul desired the first ripe fruit. They're hungry. Let's be easy. How we condemn them. They may be just starving. Why'd they take on that? Why'd they start doing that? They're held captive, my friend. And they're so starving. If they've ever tasted of the good gift of God, if they ever got a taste of salvation, and they've walked out them doors, I won't tell you nothing the devil has to offer. We'll come close to the Spirit of God and what is them and they're searching for something that will satisfy their soul there's not enough entertainment to fill the void you can't take enough vacations you can't ride enough rides amen you can't drink enough or shoot up enough you can't have enough affairs it'll leave you 
more empty. Hungry. Hungry. I'm reaching for a captain tonight. Let me paint your picture. You're hungry. You're empty on the inside. And you're on the devil's territory. And here's what the devil's telling you now. You listen to it. The good man is perished out of the earth. And there is none upright among men. They all lie and wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net. Let me stop right there. The devil's not showing you any of the good. I preach to a captive right now. All you're seeing is the hypocrites. You see the faults of everybody else. And it's causing a hopelessness to grip your soul. The devil's about got you to the place where you can't go to any church and get help. Because there's none good there. I'm not condemning you. I'm exposing you. I want to reach for you. They're not all hypocrites. <laughs> We're all human. I felt many times. There's many times I looked in the mirror and said, I wish I was different. <laughs> Bill, I still have confidence. You're a praying man. Not every preacher's backing up. Not all of them are compromising. <laughs> But the devil tells some of them they are. <laughs> a man told me himself, said, my wife told me there's not a preacher, not a preacher that will not fall given the right opportunity with the woman. I said, she's a liar. There are some that will stand. I want to tell you, she was held captive. And tonight she's still held captive. There's still some Joseph in the land that shed the coat and run from it to keep their integrity with God. They're not all backslid. I'm reaching for a captive. Not all of them are here for the dollar bill. I believe there's still some TCH's. I'm using it for an example. Pulled up at a church in Haltom City, probably back in the 60s. The pastor walked out, said, oh, we're glad to see you. How long are you planning on being here? He said, we're here for revival. His countenance failed. He said, I'd love to have you, but I can't afford you. The TC said, that's all right. We brought our groceries with you. Don't even worry about the offerings. We're here for revival. Oh, I believe you I really do, brother. We're not all after the dollar. We're not all reaching for it. We're reaching for some true riches. Amen. That's it. Not all the preachers, not all the good men of Paris. There's still some in America. Oh, glory. Look again for everyone that's fallen. There's another standing up right and living holy. Glory. 
God's raising up another generation of us. It says, they hunt every man his brother with a net. They may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, and the judge asketh for reward. The great man, he uttered his mischievous desire, so they wrap it up. The best of them is as a briar, the most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. The day of thy watchman, thy visitation cometh, now shall be their perplexity. That's propaganda. They tell me many times when our soldiers have been taken captive, whether it's in Vietnam, Russia, they get to feeding them propaganda. How bad America was. How awful America was. How crooked everybody was. Trying to break down, break them down, make them feel hopeless. I see the devil doing the same thing. I'm not trying to hurt you. Hurt you, Lord. If you don't mind me saying it, it may be for the message's sake, not for kitten's sake, but the message's sake. But that may for some captives here. A while ago, this thing should have erupted. The Holy Ghost falling and filling a bunch. But there's some couldn't raise their hand. There's some that only think that they could. About the time they'll look up. Oh, but that one's over there. Oh, hypocrite, he's done this again. <laughs> Propaganda. Get your eyes off everybody else. Get them on Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God. Amen. If we were all hypocrites, Christ is still the righteous. He's still the holy and the undefiled. He's the one. You'll stand before on judgment day. He's the one that'll pull you out. Get your eyes on him. I'm really trying to hurry. You probably don't believe it. I felt a burden this afternoon. Having company come over, I was so glad they did. As soon as I got home, I knew I better pray. I wanted some time to visit. And I sure enjoyed it. You know what? The devil liked to get us crossways. And all it takes is just, wow, he's too stuck up to shake my hand. He thinks he's somebody. <laughs> if they only knew. I wish he was still here. Somebody said, Brother Jeff Sappington is a, he's a hard man. You know, seem like he just you probably probably misunderstand him. As big as that man is, he probably feels inferior. I would have never thought it. Visit Brother Andrew General the other night, and he said, Brother, it's hard for me to eat with the people of God after Sunday service. I get so nervous. You wouldn't have thought that, would you? No, that guy likes people. But you see, sometimes our actions are misunderstood, and the devil capitalizes on it.
that one held captive. They're no good. They don't care for you. They're selfish. They're greedy. I need, need to feed some more propaganda. Expose it. That you understand what the devil's doing to hold you captive, to make you feel hopeless. He said, Trust ye not in a friend, put ye not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. Do you see what the devil is saying? Even your own friends against you. Nobody loves you. You can't even trust your own companion. Are you getting the picture? That's the devil's propaganda, making you feel like you're all alone. I know where I speak. I know the battles we face. And the devil does his best to pull somebody in. Hold them there. Amen. For the son dishonoreth the father. The daughter rises up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Amen's enemy. Other men of his own house. <laughs> it's propaganda. The devil just said, You just give up. Throw it all away. Join the enemy ranks. Commit spiritual suicide. I'd like to stand between you and that right now. Let you know people do care. People do love you. You might be surprised how many gods laid you on their hearts. They've been fasting and praying for your soul and you didn't even know it. I've got hope. I've got hope. I'm needing a song. I want to turn to Isaiah, I believe it is, about chapter 61, somewhere in there. Amen. Glory. Familiar scriptures. If you're held captive tonight, Jesus went to the cross for you. Amen. Isaiah prophesied it. Luke chapter 4, Christ read it and said, This day, this scripture is fulfilled. He said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn to appoint them the morning sign to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified there's still hope because of Jesus Christ 
He came to set you free. He came to loose you. Don't you really want to be free? I really feel like I'm preaching. Maybe more than one. But somebody way down deep. You would love to be set free. Way down deep. Nobody's around. You're weeping, crying. Long for peace. I would to God the Holy Ghost would help knock out some propaganda tonight. So you've got to see a Savior that loved you enough to die on the cross. Amen. Loved you enough to send the sweet spirit of God to reach for your soul. Love you enough that he would fight everything he had to to reach your soul, to give you peace, to deliver you. When you can sing like they did in Psalms. When the Lord turned again our captivity, we were like them. It's laughter sing, both of them. Our mouth was filled with laughter. How long has it been? I said, how long has it been since you've been in the presence of God and your soul was a sword? You was feeling good all because you've been set free. The Spirit of God had moved and brought you out. told me, mentioned maybe, I don't think it was him, somebody else, was out hunting, off in the distance, saw a bird going up here so far, come back down, so far, come back down, went close enough to recognize what it was. Pulled his rifle out. Looked through the scope. There was an eagle. They caught in a trap. Found the sword. The trap would hold him back. The desire was there. The desire was there. He was held captive. Oh, I want to key in on that desire. If there's a desire there, Christ will set you free. If there's a desire there, there's victory for you. If you look to the Lamb of God, if you cry for the blood of Christ, there's still victory. I'm on to reach to before the desire's gone. Would you stand? Another song, God. Church, are you praying? I like to preach this in such a way that nobody feel embarrassed to come forth. I've tried not to make it sound like you're just a horrible sinner. Just held captive. We've got some held captive here tonight.
And what better way this fellowship meeting to come to a close? Two, three, four more. Set free. Set free. Jesus does love you. The church loves you. And your family does too. I wish Ben was here. He's not. But you're here. And the Lord would like to set you free. Amen. He looked at that woman who'd been bowed over and could in no wise. I believe she tried. You reckon the devil told her, nobody cares. Nobody's praying for you. You carry this all by yourself. But she come on back to another meeting. She come on back to another revival. And Jesus stepped forth and said, woman, be loosed from thine infirmity. There wasn't enough devils in hell to stop it up. She raised up. I wonder if she shouted and rejoiced because she had been set free. Wouldn't you like to stand straight? Wouldn't you like to rejoice? Wouldn't you like to feel the joy again? Christ wants to do it for you. I'm convinced if it was just one, he would do it for you. He would do it. That was his purpose for coming. To set the captive free. Those who are taken captive by him at his will. Brother Bill, I've been working on this. The servant of the Lord must not strive but be gentle to all men. Patient. Patient. Wow. We're dealing with some captives. <laughs> Less peradventure. Less peradventure. Oh. Less peradventure, God. We'll give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth. They could soar. Sore and sore. We're just saying. We're just saying. Church, are you reaching for one? Are we reaching for one? If you're here tonight. And your soul is hungry. Would you come on tonight? If you're here tonight and you feel bound way too long, would you come on? Amen. You may be like that woman 
who's bowed over. I really believe she's a righteous woman. But just want some victory. It's been too long since you felt it. Come on. Come on. You might encourage somebody else that's held captive to make a break. Come on. Come on. There's some more. Come on. Who'll help her pray? Who'll reach? I'll bring another one up to victory again. Did you notice her brother sapping the preach? He was coming to the altars first. The devil's bombarding our ministries. Amen. You might be a pastor's wife, evangelist's wife. You might be a deacon's wife. God's got help for you. Amen. You might be a minister. And the devil's bombarded. And telling you you'll never preach again. Come on. Come on. Amen. Shall we stay right there when God's got something better? Come on. Come on. You may be on the devil's turf tonight. The devil telling you there's no hope for you. But there is if you look to Christ. Come on, Christ loves you. Give God a chance at your life. Give God a chance. He can do it to spy the devil. He can give you victory. Come on, saints. Let's pray. Let's pray. Oh. Set up free, God, set up free.